Hello out there, we're on the air. Welcome back to the 88 Sats radio channel. Welcome to the daily Bitcoin journey. Actionable and logical discussion for Bitcoiners and new Bitcoiners. Today's episode is going to be focused more on the new Bitcoiners, people who are just getting into Bitcoin. Uh, but before we do that, of course, we got our usual stuff that we need to get through here. It is Tuesday. December the 19th, we got six days before Christmas. Typically, I hate Tuesdays. I'll be the first to admit that. Tuesday was never my favorite day of the week, but it is now. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Tuesdays. And the reason for that is because we started uh, a new tradition on Tuesdays. We eat steak every Tuesday night. So even though Tuesdays are tough, if you give yourself something to look forward to at the end of the day, and you don't hate it quite as much. So that's my free my free tip for today. Let's get to the mempools. We got a video here too. Um, this is something kind of a follow up from yesterday's show, but we'll we'll wait on that for a second. In the mempool today, currently at block height eight two one nine three four. The fees this morning are about up to about up to snuff some might say like my grandparents up to snuff <laughs> it's kind of the average lately 262 sats per v byte if you're transacting on the layer one network that's a lot and my advice for people who are just getting into bitcoin is that fees aren't usually this high and i'm not gonna tell you what to do and what not to do but if you don't need to move any Bitcoin today or for the next little while, I would suggest just hanging on to it for now because you're just going to waste a whole bunch of sats. And there's nothing worse than wasting sats. But at the same time, it's like the fees have been high for a while now consistently. I don't think they've dropped below 30 sats per V-byte in the last month probably. So is this the new fee i don't know i don't think so kind of my theory on this is that as the price of bitcoin goes up the fees actually drop because people see people are still tying it to the dollar value of it right so they see if the price of bitcoin's up and the fee fees are high they see more dollars being lost they don't you know when you're just when you're just getting into bitcoin you don't really even notice the sats but for the dollar purposes i think that fees will continue to fall over time, but they're pretty damn high right now. So the metrics today, the price of Bitcoin, although fairly irrelevant, as we discussed yesterday, the price of Bitcoin is 42,946 US dollars today. One year ago, you could have got one Bitcoin for $16,441. Four years ago, through a full Bitcoin cycle. 2019, you could have purchased one Bitcoin for $7,175. One US dollar today will get you 2,327 sats. In Canada here, it is beautiful. It is dark still, but it's beautiful. And the, the price of Bitcoin here today is 57,478 Canadian dollars. One loony will get you 1,707. 1739 sats if you got a toonie 
the coin with the polar bear on it. And apparently the new king of, of England or whatever the hell, King Charles, he's got his face on some new uh, coins in Canada. So that's the scoop for today. That's the prices. That's the metrics. That's the mempool. I'm going to try this. And hopefully there's some people either on YouTube or Rumble who can help me out with this. I did this last week and I messed it up. But we're going to try it again. Because that's what you do. You try things until you get it right. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I am a new... I'm a YouTube newbie, some might say. Some people are just getting into Bitcoin. I'm just getting into YouTube. Okay, hopefully this works. Can you guys tell me soon if it's working or not? It's only about two minutes, I think, we're going to watch here. And destroys people within the existing system. More people move. Yeah. And what would it do then? Print money faster and less and less base. So this will take a long time to play out. But, if, but but people don't realize how much power they have into just tuning out of the existing system that is based on a lie. And to, and to, to illustrate yeah. that, like what is your what is your timeline there then? How how so, how far do we have to zoom out? So when people ask me this, I, I, I I'm actually honestly confused by the question. And I'll, no, I'll like, tell you I don't want I, no, 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 a no, year, but, but I, right? But, but I'm actually honestly confused by the question. Hmm. because, And I'll tell you why. My uh, my lake house cost $1.4 million three and a half years ago. And it cost uh, 300 Bitcoin. My lake yeah. house cost uh, $2 million this year, right now. And it cost 50 Bitcoin. Yeah. So... People are waiting while it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's just it, so, so in other words, I'm already living in the future and other people. And so a lot of people just, a, a lot of people thought. Uh, like that, we can go or, to the future or, or, now. <laughs> right? yeah, everybody yeah. has a choice right now to go to the mm -hmm. future. So my, so the whole bunch of people around my lake house and all those people think their house just went up six, uh, $600,000. Yeah. And what really happened, it fell by 250 Bitcoin. Yeah, and so and that's going to continue, and it's going to continue forever. So, um, so it depends what you, world you want to measure in, and and all again, all of the war and divide and everything else that we see out of the world today is a result of the system that we live in. Yeah, that people are giving more power more power to. So when, uh, right now. Yeah, like, that is, <laughs> it's, that's great because I, I wrote down <laughs> another question. Wow, smooth, smooth video there. Uh, we got it working. We got the sound. Muted myself and even unmuted myself right after. So thank you, everybody who confirmed that it was working. <laughs> got some good comment trolling here. And yes, thank you, Rick. Eight people watching live right now on YouTube. Three likes. We got to get this content in front of the right people. And that's what we're doing here. Good morning, everybody else. YouTube. Rumble, Crypto Heathen, Johnny, good to see everybody this morning. So that was a clip from Jeff Booth. That was a an hour episode that I watched the majority of last night. And it was, it was kind of perfect timing because that's exactly what we were talking about on this show yesterday. Is that people are still valuing Bitcoin in terms of the US dollars, 
when the US dollars are being printed and inflated into infinity right now. So instead of that, start valuing things maybe in Bitcoin instead and, and watch everything fall in comparison to the price of Bit or the of Bitcoin. It's hard for even it's hard even for me to really think like that. And I'm I'm in the transit transition phase right now of you know the, valuing things in US dollars versus Bitcoin. But I think that as we move along here, it's just going to happen naturally. And we are seeing it. So he talked about his lake house there, how the cost went up, but in comparison to Bitcoin, it went down. So the moral of the story there is that everything has fallen in relation to Bitcoin. That's what we talked about on yesterday's show. And it will continue to fall in relation to Bitcoin. And he talks about kind of the reason for it. He actually did a really good in-depth analysis of why that is. He talks about the, the costs of production falling and a few other things. So if you haven't checked that out yet, I think it came out a little while ago. But if I remember, I'll put a link in the description here for everybody to check out. Crypto Heathen says, in a world where everything is presented to us in dollars, in fiat dollars, it takes effort to see in Bitcoin or sats. And most people are unbelievably lazy. I think the unbelievable, unbelievably lazy part of that comes from just not learning Bitcoin itself. But it is a total mind shift, even once you're there. Like I said, for me, I still have a hard time seeing that. And I am spend more time in Bitcoin than 99.9% .9 of people out there. So this will take time. And that's why it's silly to put timelines on anything. As Jeff said, we don't know when everything's just going to, we're going to wake up one day and everything's going to be priced in SaaS. We're already kind of like living through that right now without even really knowing it. And so today, actually, before we get that, we got one highlight here to talk about for the show. We haven't had a whole lot of highlights. The, the Bitcoin world has been kind of dead lately in terms of news. Um, but I did see that there was a new all-time high in Bitcoin addresses with at least one Bitcoin in them. So we hit 1 million 200 or sorry, 1 million 20,000 addresses with one Bitcoin in them. So you look, you could look at that as good or bad. It's up to you. But I see that as huge, huge potential for people. And there's a guy called British HODL. His main advice to people is to get to one Bitcoin. So if you got to one Bitcoin, you're going to be in the one, there's only 1 million people on earth with at least one Bitcoin in a wallet. I mean, there could be multiple people too who have different wallets or the same people with multiple wallets with one Bitcoin, which further um, increases that theory that if you can get to one Bitcoin, you're gonna do pretty well in life. But the reality is, is that a lot of people can't get to one Bitcoin. And that's kind of what I wanna talk about today. We talked about that yesterday, how Everything is falling in relation to Bitcoin. It's becoming harder and harder for people to get to one Bitcoin. We've priced out the lower class already. We priced out the middle class, essentially. The next stage here, as institutions start buying Bitcoin, it's going to price out the, the single digit millionaires. They're next. And, the re and kind of like the theory there is how it's, it sounds silly to say that you're going to price somebody out who has a million dollars, price them out of a $40,000 USD asset right now. But 
the reality is, is that the most people who have a million dollars in net assets have real estate and they can't just, you know, you can't just turn around tomorrow and sell a house or a property. And even if you do, I mean, are you going to put it all into Bitcoin? Most people, I don't know if they're comfortable doing that yet. And it's not like you can just sell a room in a house and buy $40,000 worth of Bitcoin. Like people who have millions of dollars are usually tied up in longer term assets such as real estate. So anyways, today's show is going to be mostly focused on people who are just getting into Bitcoin. Not brand new. I mean, it's going to be for them as well. But people who have who have just started to buy Bitcoin. And the advice here, and this is something I think I'm going to run with for the next little while, is to get through one Bitcoin cycle. And the theory here is that if you've bought Bitcoin at any point in the last 15 years, and you held on to that Bitcoin for at least four years, you've never lost any money. And that's kind of one of the big pushbacks, one of the big theories and myths around Bitcoin is that it's so volatile. It is day to day, week to week, month to month, even Bitcoin goes up, it goes down. We've seen it. It's up 150% this year alone. But if you take a different lens and you zoom out and you say, I'm going to get some Bitcoin and I'm going to hold on to it for four years. Nobody in history so far in the short history of Bitcoin has lost money. So even though you're going to go through ups and downs during that four years, at the end of that, you're going to come out ahead. Historically, so far, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'd say that you get a pretty good shot, especially with everything happening right now. And the reason for that, the reason why it's four years and the reason why this happens is because of the halving cycle. So we know the supply of Bitcoin is fixed, 21 million sats or 21 million Bitcoin, sorry. Lots of sats. We know that that's fixed and we know that 19.5 million of those Bitcoin have already been mined. So for the next 120 years, there's only 1.5 million Bitcoin that will be mined. So if you think about that in like a non-technical way, 19 and a half million of those Bitcoin are available for people. 1.5 are still locked up. As those get mined, we go through these halving cycles. And that's why in the first 15 years, the majority of it, 95% of Bitcoin has been mined versus the last or the next 120 years, the last 5% because of the halving cycle. So every four years, the new supply of Bitcoin coming onto the market gets chopped in half. And that's kind of the reason why this four-year cycle works so well. And so the, kind of what caused this was yesterday was HODL day. <laughs> and so there was a, an email sent out or in the thread or something. I think it was 2013, so 10 years ago. And there was some guy that was drunk in there and he made this big post about how he's going to hold on forever because he's not a good, he's not good enough to trade. And every time he holds on too long or he sells too early, so he's just going to hodl instead. So that's kind of the idea here is that instead of trying to time the markets, instead of trying to compete with the people who do this for a living, just buy some and hold on to it. And what you're going to see here as you do this a few things. The first thing is obviously the financial gain. And that's what usually people worry most about when they get into Bitcoin is, are they going to lose that Bitcoin? Or is it going to crash? Is it going to go down by 50% again or another 100% pullback? But we've seen historically 
that if you hold on for four years, you're going to come out ahead. So you have financial gain there. The experience. That's the key in Bitcoin. I'm having a deja vu right now. This is weird. <laughs> but anyways, the experience here that you get from staying in for four years will be unmatched. Because you're going to go through the highs. You're going to feel how it is to, to go through a bull run. It is like nothing else for sure, especially in, in the financial world. You're going to experience that, but you're also going to experience all the pullbacks. Because when it, when things go up, they always come down. So you're going to go through both of those and you're going to realize how it feels to be tempted to sell, tempted to panic and sell your Bitcoin if you needed to buy something else. Whatever that is, the experience of being in Bitcoin is the key. And you're going to learn things throughout that process. Once you have some skin in the game, you're going to start paying attention a lot more to Bitcoin. So the experience is the key to kind of hanging on to it. And aside from that, you're going to have new connections. So when you get into Bitcoin, there's a whole bunch of different communities involved in Bitcoin. So you're going to meet new people. There's communities like Noster. There's Bitcoin meetups in person. Um, for your business, if you're a business owner and you and you start accepting Bitcoin eventually or buying things from other business people who are, who are accepting Bitcoin, this goes a long way just in terms of your long-term network. Because I am a believer that your network is the key. Your network is your net worth. And that's what a guy that I listen to um, quite often, Bitcoin Ben, he says is that your network is your net worth. And so the connections you're going to build in Bitcoin, the learning experience are going to be extremely valuable as we slowly transition into this Bitcoin standard, into this Bitcoin world. And the security there. The security is that over time, you're probably going to buy a little bit. You're going to get it off the exchanges, put it into your own wallet. But you're going to want to, as you see the value go up, you're going to want to protect that more. So you're going to start looking into devices that can do that. And we're going to, I'm going to have, I have some steps for action at the end of this episode, exactly what you need to do today to get through one cycle. So I'll, I'll kind of touch on that in a little bit. But I, th I think that the reason this is going to work and I think it's going to resonate with a bunch of people is because it's a very reasonable timeline. So you usually have two people in Bitcoin. There's the people who want to get rich overnight they put in a thousand dollars and they're checking the price for the next couple of weeks and waiting for it to turn into ten thousand dollars so there's people who want to get rich overnight or even in a year they have a very short time horizon here they want to put in money they've heard all the good things about bitcoin they want it to double or triple and they want to buy a new car or a new hot tub new set of golf clubs even so that, that's one person and the other person are the or the other people are the people who never plan on selling their bitcoin and you're looking at one here on screen <laughs> so there's the people who want to get rich overnight and there's the people who never plan on selling their bitcoin and that's a very a wide range of of timeline and of people so i think that this is kind of the sweet spot there this is right in between that because people have to have a timeline and this kind of worked on one of my family members in the last month is that he was kind of humming and hawing about getting more Bitcoin. He was kind of waiting for it to drop a little bit more before he got in. And I said, just, he, he's 
fairly well off. So I said, just get to one Bitcoin, get to one Bitcoin, and then you can kind of take it easy for a while. You don't have to stress about buying any more Bitcoin. You can focus on whatever you do because it is stressful when you're, when you're trying to time the markets, when you're trying to do this and that it's stressful. So I said, just get to one Bitcoin. Once you're there, then just forget about it for a while, focus on other things. And he did. And so because he had a timeline of he's going to do this and then he doesn't have to think about it anymore. That's how humans are for the most part. And so I think by putting this get through one Bitcoin cycle, I think that it's, it's, it has a timeline for people that they can see because four years isn't that long. Go, life goes by so fast. I'm going to check out a comment here just a sec. I'm not uh, a professional at thinking and reading at the same time. Yeah. And this is a great point from the chat here from Miss V Fudd. Assuming it's a girl or a woman. So she says, love the one cycle pitch, but without learning about Bitcoin, and I mean a lot, they may not even get to UTO, UTXO management. I'm concerned with onboarding more than ever. And that and that's kind of what I'm saying here is that if you if you just get some Bitcoin. You have a timeline. You're going to stay in here for four years. You know that you're probably going to come out ahead. You will do learning along the way. And kind of my whole theory around Bitcoin itself is that you should only invest as much as you know. So ask yourself out of one to a hundred, what's your Bitcoin knowledge? That's how much of your investment portfolio you should be allocating to Bitcoin. So unless you know this stuff and there's, that's the other part too, is that lots of people don't know what they don't know. So UTXO management is basically setting yourself up for the future. Um, I, I think I'm going to do a show on UTXO management. I, th I think there's actually a huge opportunity for people out there who are going to be kind of advising businesses and people on UTXO management, but that's a whole kind of different story. But in the meantime, this is kind of for people who are just getting started. And with that, with four years comes the experience and the learning and the podcasts and the videos and the hard lessons. So if you get burned by not managing your UTXOs properly in the next cycle, you're either going to sell it because you've had enough or you're going to know better. And nobody gets into Bitcoin unscathed. You either try out some altcoins, you either lose a bunch of sats in, uh, in UTXOs, <clears throat> not managing them properly and paying way too much in fees. There's a variety of, there's a variety of things that can go wrong and they usually will go wrong. It's just trying to limit it as much as possible. So you don't lose your whole stack of Bitcoin. So that's kind of what I would say on that. And, th and that's part of it is you can always tell how long somebody has been, <clears throat> excuse me. You can always tell how long somebody has been in Bitcoin just by how they kind of talk about it. If they're talking about the price, if they're focused on that, you know that they're, they haven't been here for very long, but if they're, you know, it, because it's take Bitcoin isn't something that you just learn in a day or a month or even a year. There's so much to know in Bitcoin. And the best way to do it is just to get involved, get in, buy some, have some skin in the game, start sniffing around a little bit, find people you like, find people you trust and just start learning. So Bitcoin does take time. And that's why I think that the four year cycle should give people enough time to, to learn the UTXO management, to learn 
how to store it properly, to learn how to set your transaction fees. All these things come with time. There's not a one week course that you can do that's going to teach you everything about Bitcoin. And that's what's so beautiful about Bitcoin, honestly. And so, like I said, this is this is based off the premise of British HODL. I've been watching him. He's he's got some good stuff. He's a he's more of like a Wall Street kind of guy that's into Bitcoin. He's very big on the ETFs. He's he's a real estate guy. He knows how much capital is out there that's going to be flowing into Bitcoin. So he, his advice to people is to get to one Bitcoin. But as I said, we've kind of priced that out for most people. And I think that's very difficult for a lot of people in the middle class to get to one Bitcoin. And I don't want people to get frustrated because they don't have one Bitcoin. Because we have no idea how much 0.01 of a Bitcoin is going to be worth in 10 or 20 years from now. I don't think that's what you should be focused on. I think you should be focusing on learning and, and getting through one cycle. This is more advice for people who don't have $10 million worth of real estate. And that's fine. He's catering to a, a different audience here. I'm, I'm catering to the people like me who don't have that trust fund, who don't have that real estate, who are just kind of getting started in their, in their journey here. And so that's, that's what this is based off of is the, the, the common folk, I would say. And there's a question here in the chat it says, do you use the same pitch for low net worth friends? Yes. I couldn't tell my lower net worth friends who are the majority. I mean, most people in my life are lower net worth people, but I couldn't tell them go and get one Bitcoin. They look at me like I had 10 heads. <laughs> like the majority of, I, I mean, it just, it's just kind of where I'm at in life. People are somewhat into their careers or having kids, but they don't have $40,000 US kicking around or 60,000 Canadian kicking around in the bank account that they're going to put into this, this brand new asset that, they, that they've heard nothing but bad things about. So the flip side of that is take a small portion of that, get it in Bitcoin and get through one cycle. That's the advice here. For any net worth person, lower, middle, higher net worth, it might change higher net worth, say get one Bitcoin and then get through one cycle and, and see what happens. Because I, th I think that the majority of people, once they get through the first cycle, are going to be here for the long term. They just don't really know it when they get started. And that's kind of like a friction point for a lot of people is if they don't have a timeline on it, then they, they're not going to stick around. So here's the here's the steps for action. And I, I apologize, this is focused mostly towards Canadians. If anybody in the chat here watching is from a different country, the US or wherever, the UK, let me know the best exchange that you've been using for, for Bitcoin. But this is mostly for Canadians here. So here's the steps. Here is how to get Bitcoin and get through one cycle. So step number one, set up an account with Bull Bitcoin. Use your email address only. Don't put your name in. Don't put your phone number. Don't put your address in. You can sign up for a, an account with Bull Bitcoin with just your email address. I'm going to have a link below here. I don't love pushing referral stuff, but in this case, you get 20 bucks worth of free Bitcoin and why the hell not? So that's step number one. Set up an account with Bull Bitcoin using your email. Stay anonymous here. Number two. Take out some cash. 
And if you don't have any cash, what I would recommend, this is a bonus. This is a, a bonus part of the steps. Sell some stuff in your house. Take out some TFSA. Don't get taxed on it, but take out some of your, your investments without any real big fees or penalties attached. Use some Christmas cash. We're six days away. If your parents or your grandparents give you cash for, for Christmas, buy some Bitcoin with it. And I mean, we're pretty close now, but have the talk about maybe this is a year where we just skip presents for you and your spouse. Maybe in, instead of spending two or 300 bucks on stuff that we don't really need, let's buy some Bitcoin with it instead. So there's always a way. There's always a way to get some cash here. If, you, if you're serious about this and you want to get into it, if you want to, we got some very exciting things coming in the world of Bitcoin. And I think that you should at least have a small allocation to it. So that's number two. Number three, go to the post office. Pretty easy step. <laughs> Hand them your cash. Scan the QR code that they give you on your bull Bitcoin account. Load it up. Go back home. Number four is set up a moon wallet. That's M-U-U-N. You can download it from the app store. Very quick to set up, but make sure you write down your private keys because that's part of this part of this four years is that you're going to have to learn things like this. So get a moon wallet, write down your private keys. That's number four. Number five, get onto bull Bitcoin, send that Bitcoin to your new moon wallet. Number six, keep learning, be patient and keep buying. So you got four years. Learn as much as you can, learn as much as you want. Don't force yourself to do it, but be patient and keep buying. If you want to use, if you want to start with a big chunk and then start buying every week or every month, that's the best way to do it. Number seven, find ways to earn free sats and keep stacking throughout the journey. There's probably five or six I could think of off the top of my head. I have talked about this in other videos. But find ways to earn free sat. The best one is an app called the Fountain app. So go to the app store, download an app called the Fountain app. It's a podcasting app. And for up to 60 minutes a day, you can earn free sats just for listening to podcasts. You don't even have to have the podcasts on. Turn the volume down if you want to or listen. I mean, it's a good way to kind of do both. Learn about Bitcoin and earn free sats. But Fountain is the best way to do that. And then number eight, as you move along here, as you start to learn the ins and outs of Bitcoin, which wallets are good, which wallets you can trust, I would consider upgrading to a cold card. You don't have to do this right away. You don't have to do everything on the very first day into Bitcoin. Start with a moon wallet. That's the easiest and it's very safe as well. But over time, as you learn more, as your sats become more valuable, you want to protect those. And so get yourself a cold card. I'm going to put a link below for that as well. There's no referral attached to it or anything. That's not the point here. You want to keep your Bitcoin safe. If you've got through the point of buying it, learning about it, storing it, you want to make sure that at the end of this four-year cycle, you still have that Bitcoin. And the best way that I've found to protect Bitcoin is through the cold card. So that's the steps for Canadians. The US would pretty much be the exact same, except swap out bull Bitcoin for Coinbase 
or whoever you guys use in the US. Ton of options. I wouldn't really suggest going into like a, is it RoboSats or BISC? Those are pretty complex. And for people who are just getting into Bitcoin, you want to keep things as simple as possible. And that's why I love bull Bitcoin for beginners and advanced people is because you can just set up an account easily with an email address only. There's no KYC purposes or you don't have to send in your driver's license. You set up an account with your email address. You take out some cash out of the ATM. You go down to the post office, you load your account and you send that Bitcoin to your own private wallet. Bull Bitcoin doesn't even hang on to it. There's no chance of getting rugged from bull Bitcoin because they don't even hang on to the bull, uh, the Bitcoin. You fund your account, you buy the Bitcoin, and before you can actually process that purchase, you have to have a wallet address that you can send it to. So pretty good. I don't know how that's legal in Canada. I don't think almighty Trudeau has caught wind of that in Canada. So get it while you can. <laughs> But that is, uh, that's the show for today. Get through one Bitcoin cycle and see what happens. I think it's very achievable for a lot of people. And especially if you're already here, if you're already watching YouTube videos, you've kind of already committed to it. So just, just uh, take this seriously. Um, I say this every day, but this is a very small window in time here very rare opportunity in time to be able to front run the biggest institutions on the planet into an asset that we know that they're getting into every day they're applying for etfs they're refiling their etfs gary gensler from the sec is literally handing them the answers to the test of how to change their application forms so they all can be approved and from what I am hearing, there was a report from Bitcoin Magazine yesterday, I believe it was. And they said that this money's already starting to flow into Bitcoin from real estate. It doesn't take a crystal ball to see what's going to happen with real estate here in the coming years. The rates are going up. People can't afford to pay their mortgage. People can't afford to pay their rent. The landlords of these property, properties are going to start liquidating them because it doesn't make sense financially to hang on to them. Not everybody, not everybody's going to sell every property that they have, but there is going to be a portion of this huge capital asset class of real estate that's going to flow into Bitcoin. And they're already doing that before these ETFs have been approved. They've been using over-the-counter Bitcoin services to purchase Bitcoin. That's the report that came out anyways. And so I expect that as this ETF is approved, that's just going to explode so you have the ability here to get ahead of this and there's really no reason not to honestly the risk reward here of staying in Bit buying bitcoin and staying through one cycle the risk reward here is probably like not no other asset in history you can take a couple hundred dollars worth of this illusionary fiat money However you want to get that, I gave you even a few steps or ideas of how to get that cash. You can put that into the hardest, greatest asset that we've ever seen before, before these huge institutions have a chance to do it.
I don't know what else to tell you. That is the show for today. I want to say thank you for people in the chat. It's Tuesday today, so we have our Thursday Q&A coming up. Thursday morning, 8 a.m. If you have any questions about this, about real estate, about anything in Bitcoin or anything in the financial world, send an email to 88sats, 88sats at proton.me. Send a question in. We've done two episodes now. I think they've gone really well. And so we have questions from the email, question from any comments in YouTube. And if you want to show up live and ask some questions on Thursday, feel free to do that as well. BTC Moon Guy with a little Honey Badger logo. I like that. Thank you, everybody. And like I said, thanks to everybody in the chat today for showing up. Thanks for throwing some comments in there, some questions. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that a lot. And as Rick says, smash those likes. Thank you to everybody who has been liking the show, subscribing to the show. Make sure to share this. I think that this is a really good episode that you could share with your friends, your family, your financial advisor, who's been a little bit hesitant to discuss Bitcoin with you. This is an episode I think that you can send to them. And if they don't have 40 minutes to learn or to listen, then, you know, switch your energy, switch your focus. So that's it. Appreciate you. We'll see you right back here first thing tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.